top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Uh, good morning. This is the morning news for today, Thursday, August 25th, for 2022. I'm your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Here are the headlines. United Workers' Party leader Lennox Linton laments the circumlocution on child abuse in Dominica, although there are laws, as the lack of prosecutions raises doubts about any earnestness to protect children against abuse. On Q95. One man is in police custody in connection with the discovery of a high-powered weapons and ammunition at Port Castries on Monday as St. Lucia is beset by recent cases of high-profile cases of gun violence and crimes. The first auction of a sanctioned Russian oligarch's assets of a $63 million superyacht renamed from Red Square to Axomia has taken place after it was seized from steel billionaire Dmitry Pomskinsky. Only on Q95. These are your headlines, the details of these stories and more coming up next. Right on Q. It happens. First off in news, circumlocution and stagnancy best describes our approach to child abuse in Dominica as this needs to change, laments leader of the opposition Lennox Linton. He was sharing his concerns about the current approach of the growing impacts of abuse on the most vulnerable. Though amendments have been made to the laws and regulations, ineptitudes and prosecutions raises questions about any earnestness towards protecting the youth as Linton feels that a lot more can and should be done. God's sake, we do have very important matters of legislation to deal with where the protection of children in, in Dominica from all kinds of abuse is necessary. And we are dragging our feet on it. We, we keep uh, talking about the amendments we made to the uh, Sexual Offenses Act some years ago. Part of the problem with that is that, yes, we, we made amendments and we strengthened the law in certain cases and penalties and so on. But the glaring examples of child abuse that are before us that are not being prosecuted forces the question are we serious? Are we just putting these things there for putting them their sake? But when uh, it appears that they're going to affect people that we know or people who support us, then the system does nothing. So, so, so we have a, a criminal justice system that, that, that we are conditioning into an aversion, an aversion with child abuse cases. Somehow we, we don't get what needs to be done, done. We don't get it done. And we have these circular conversations. We, we just keep going around in circles. We talk the same thing over and over and over again. And uh, we never seem to be able to get to the bottom of it and really resolve the situation, which is most unfortunate. And that was leader of the opposition, Lennox Linton. And financial consultant Ronald Lander is questioning the effectiveness of the actions that are being taken to complement the promotion of Dominica as the nature island of the Caribbean. He also questions what we are doing to address the negative economic indicators that continue to plague the economy as well as the communities. He was speaking on the Global View on Q, hosted by Sheridan Gregor or Mr. G on Tuesday night. We look at Dominica being a, a beautiful nature-based island. What are we doing about that, given that natural endowment? What are we doing about developing the core competencies around those natural endowments to optimize the returns? We've got a lot of brilliant people. 
what are we doing to address the negative economic indicators? How are we involving our experienced persons? I've tried my best to make my contribution, but I was never recognized. I know there are a lot of persons, a lot of experienced persons in different fields that are prepared to make their contribution. But for some reason or the other, they've been less tough. And the only way, the only way we can develop Dominica is for the best of us to take care of the rest of us. Mr. Lander added that we need to develop an integrated development plan and use the budgetary process that has been going on year by year to implement the goals of the plan. We need to develop that integrated development plan. And you, to use the budgetary process on a year-by-year -year basis to execute development plan. We cannot use our budget, our budget, our one-year budget as a major plan for development in Dominica. What we'll get is marginal or no result. So we need to develop the plan. The first aspect will be economic development, where we look at the growth sectors. We look at agribusiness. I don't speak about agriculture. I talk about agribusiness, agriculture as a business, agro-processing. We look at fishing, water. Water is one of the most immediate opportunities that we have in Dominica. And that was the financial consultant, Ronald Lander. Meantime, former National Bank of Dominica and aid bank manager Julius Corbett says, as there is a mutual relationship between Dominica and the People's Republic of China, Dominica's government should bring in an assembly plant to educate youths coming from college on assembly processes. Mr. Corbett added that there is a misalignment with what the government is doing, and that is a huge disrespect to the community. There's a misalignment between what the government should be doing and what they actually do. And it's a, it's a huge disrespect for the community. Because if I hire you to do a job for me and you're not performing, then you have to go. Yeah, this government is treating Dominica as their real estate, that they own it. And they do whatever they feel like. They put whoever they want in positions that they can manipulate and manage. But that is not doing much good for the country's growth and development. So what we have to do right now is to go through a system of education. We've got to educate the people. We've got to make the people understand that you cannot continue eating the same food if not you don't try something else. Yeah. And that was the former National Bank of Dominican Aid Bank manager, Julius Corbett. And Dominica's peace walkers continue to press on with new voices and added vigor, all in the call to stand against abuse of the children who are the future. 22 weeks have commented and cemented the resolve of those who walk for peace, democracy and justice, adorned in the white, depicting peace, transparency and fearlessness. The walkers contend that children and their future inheritance is at stake as they are advocating against any abuse of that future with support from persons in all walks of life. Here are some of the voices of yesterday's walkers. The reason why we are able to control our anger is that we work with a force that is stronger than anger. And that force is love and charity and compassion and caring and giving. These are all the positive forces in the universe. Yes, 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 yes. Because I trust in only one Lord. One Lord, one God. I don't trust in two. No money, no money, no money. 
There is a man in this land who has exalted himself above the Creator. Yes. But don't you worry, this time is coming. The call for fearlessness and a stance and a youthful militant mindset was also echoed by the Peace Walkers, with King Dice championing the call for lions and lionesses to stand firm. Are they all drunk on the red Kool-Aid? It now beholds the remnant, those endowed with patriotic blood, to rise up in revolutionary duty to salvage what is left of the once beautiful white you have to really give that, you have to give yourself a round of applause because it takes really strength, it takes strength to do what you do with the right now, you know? And that's why we're lacking, that is why we have all the complications in the community, in the country, because it lacking some strength, you know, it lacking some lions. So it's always good to see the lion and lionesses gather together on the same mission, you know? And it's wishing that more young people to join that, but you don't know what money does do people. You know, when you know what I mean? <laughs> Money crucial, man. Money crucial. But the same thing, the thing is, your righteousness within yourself is the most beautiful thing. And as long as you stay righteous, because as Maggie said, we don't do nothing wrong. When you're standing for the future of your children, is there nothing wrong with doing, man? You have to do that positively and you have to stand firm no matter who do like it. You know, so. When democracy is righteous, citizens must stand. Because there's always a lot of who wants to rule, rule the world? <laughs> and that was Voices of the Peace Walkers. And uh, the Dominica Association of Industry and Commerce will host Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt on Thursday, August 25th today as the keynote speaker for its True On It Luncheon, which is the open session of its annual general meeting. Mr. Skerritt is scheduled to speak on leveraging opportunities for Dominica's socioeconomic prosperity, the international airport and other advancement initiatives. Executive Director Lizer Fabian says for that discussion, the DIC will bring together in a hybrid format its members, partners and the wider private sector at Fort Young Hotel, as well as virtually, as she hopes this event will elevate the discussion amongst the private sector and key stakeholders to maximize opportunities for socioeconomic prosperity. This will include insights on opportunities to maximize the success of international airport development projects, the largest capital project in the history of Dominica, as well as other development initiatives. An opportunity would also be provided at this luncheon for all attendees to directly engage the Honorable Prime Minister in a question and answer segment subsequent to his presentation. The closed session for members only will immediately succeed this open session and our agenda will include but is not limited to the election of our board of directors to serve for the new term 2022-2023 as well as to present the 2021 financial statements, report of the president and other business of the organization as required. The DIC looks forward to the participation and engagement of all members and stakeholders as we seek to elevate the value 
value of the chamber to our membership and further the development of our private sector. And that was Executive Director of the DIC, Lizard Fabian. And uh, for the purpose of gathering information about the general plan for the restoration of the Padu Hydro Station, Dominic held a media field on August 24th as the project is understood to be uh, segmented into four main components, which are Segment 1, uh, the turbine house, which houses the generator and turbine, Segment 2, which is what they call the Ravin for Bridge Rebuild. Segment 3 is called the Penstock Phase, which consists of the blocks and concrete works in the final segment and is the diversion walkaway. Uh, the mid-October of this year, the first three parts will be complete, and with this, they'll be able to restore Padu's capacity to anywhere between 70 and 80 percent. The Chief Operations Officer, Ian Ramatan, expressed that it will be a big feather in our cap to have the Padu fully restored, simply because customers will see a reduction in their fuel surcharge on their bills, as hydro capacity will replace the expensive diesel that is paid for now. In terms of the first three sections I mentioned, we expect to have those works completed by, I would say, mid-October for the latest this year. And with that, we should be able to get back about 70-80% of the capacity at Padu. The last component, the diversion wear, is not absolutely necessary for the Padu station to be recommissioned. Uh, we expect, uh, whilst things are happening right now, um, to get the diversion wear back on track, we're still in the middle of contract negotiations and so on with the, with the preferred supplier. And we expect those works to take maybe about eight to nine months from now, simply because a lot of the work will be in the river itself and with the rain and so on. If, if there's you know, rain, you, you can't really do much work, right? So again, yeah, about eight, nine months, but that should get us back once we have the diversion with the fourth component, get us back 100% of capacity at Padu. A segments one restoration of the turbine house accumulated to just over a million dollars and engineers from Geiks or Gilks, uh, the manufacturing companies of the equipment, are collaborating with Dominic staff to finish installing it. The Ravin 4 segment initial design was outdated and susceptible to flooding and so they have constructed a resilient bridge that will replace the old system. In keeping with Dominic and the national resiliency effort, they have upgraded and implemented more pipe supports along the pipelines so as to be able to withstand flooding and or hurricanes. Construction of new pipe supports. This area was basically washed away all the pipe supports and so on. And um, the construction going on now is more resilient. The pipe supports are stronger, reinforced concrete, and um, we have more robust pipe clumps and so on. The couplers which assemble the pipes, they are more robust. The depth at which we go with the pipe supports are also is deeper into the soil. We encountered a few hiccups here because of the very large boulders here. And um, that was unforeseen because of the landslide. Yeah, that kind of slowed down the project. We get in there, basically we remain our like pre-pipe supports to wrap up with the pipe supports and then today we intend to bring up, start carrying up the pipes and we can start installation later on this week. And that was Moses Archibald, engineering manager. And in other news, one man is in police custody in connection with the very disturbing discovery of a high-powered weapons and ammunition at Port Castries on Monday. The fine comes at a time when St. Lucia is beset by violent gun crime. The Royal St. Lucia Police Force in a video release on Tuesday also provided updates on a number of recent high-profile cases. Port Castries, two AR-15 rifles along with a 9mm Taurus pistol were discovered. 
also discovered were varying calibers of ammunition, including 30 rounds of 5.56. A joint investigation between the Customs Excise Department and the Royal St. Lucia Police Force has commenced. Presently, one male individual is in custody assisting with this investigation. Also in other news, since President Putin invaded Ukraine six months ago, the first auction of a sanctioned Russian oligarch's asset has taken place after attracting 63 bids in Gibraltar. Or Gibraltar. The $63 million or US $73 million superyacht was renamed from Red Square to Axoma and seized from steel billionaire Dmitry Popsinski following Western sanctions. The floating palace can sleep 12 people and boats, a swimming pool, a jacuzzi, spa, 3D cinema, jet skis, and has space for 20 crew members. Here's more. years, Russian billionaires have competed with one another to buy bigger and bigger yachts with the full array of toys from helicopters to submarines. It's this spirit of excess that made them such suitable targets for Western countries outraged at the invasion of Ukraine. I think these oligarch yachts actually represent much more than just the yachts themselves. They really are symbols of the kleptocracy behind these oligarchs. These oligarchs were able to plunder and loot Russia in order to support Putin in his uh, anti-democratic and authoritarian uh, strategies, and then use that money in the West to corrupt our own systems, to clean their own money, and then to enjoy the very democracies that they're helping to, to destabilize. And that's the morning news as a recap of the headlines. United Workers' Party leader Lennox Linton laments the circumlocution on child abuse in Dominica, although there are laws, as the lack of prosecution raises doubt about any earnestness to protect children against abuse. One man is in police custody in connection with the discovery of a high-powered weapons and ammunition at Port Castro's on Monday in St. Lucia, as it is beset by recent cases of high-profile cases of violence and gun crimes. The first auction of a sanctioned Russian oligarch's asset, a $63 million super yacht renamed from Red Square to Axomia, has taken place after it was seized from steel billionaire Dmitry Pompensky. The news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of well, Rudolph Thomas Enterprises. I've been your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only.